Hello and welcome to the premiere of season four of Vitamins for Breakfast. This season, I'm featuring an amazing set of women who boldly share their journey with career, self-love, spirituality, financial freedom, and so much more. This podcast believes in highlighting people during the marathon and not just at the finish line. So welcome to your source of fuel for your soul with Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's get started. Today's guest you might have seen on a J. Crew commercial, or maybe a Target commercial, or you might have even seen her at Fashion Week last year. Yes, this woman that sits across me is a plus-size model making an impact with not just her looks, but her voice. She vocally speaks on the lack of representation of women of all shapes and sizes on her own blog, and she makes it her mission to be an outlet for other women to feel less alone. I met this beautiful young lady on set to a television show, and we had so many healthy, real-life conversations that I had to bring her on today. I don't want to chop up your name, so how do you pronounce it? Melanie Rembert. Melanie. Okay, because when I saw the two E's, I'm like, Malone? I don't want to fuck it up. Melanie, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thank you for having me. Melanie's a little sick, and she still showed up. It's a rainy day, so shout out to her just for even coming today. Um, she's a little under the weather. She just found out she has asthma, which is like, whoa. <laughs> That's crazy, but thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you for So, me. like I said, I met you in background. You were there. I saw yes. her, and she has this look that immediately when you even see the photo of her, you're going to be like, who the fuck is that? Like, she has this look that you just naturally kind of gravitate towards her, and you just are a little bit curious about who she is so immediately i'm like wow and then to top it off she's a curvy woman so immediately i'm like hey you know yeah <laughs> somebody else who looks like me um immediately that was like the first thing and then after that we we're having conversation about life and stuff we had different points of views about things and we we're able yeah. to have a healthy conversation and it still feel like positive between us yeah so and that was our first time meeting. I know. We were talking about a lot. Yeah, we, and that's what I love about background acting. You can get into some real life conversations with the people yeah. you just meet. Mm-hmm. But I really wanna, I wanna dive into it with you. Cool. Tell me a little bit about you. You're a plus size model. Yeah. And this clearly did not happen overnight. You know, this was a life process that got you here. I want to learn a little bit about you growing up. You did mention okay. before we started um, recording that you were plus size or essentially overweight or however you want to put it you were chunkier your entire life so tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about your experience with that growing up so i've always been like um on the bigger side me too (laughs) (laughs) and i come from a really tall family so i've also been like always the tallest girl in my class or one of the tallest girls and also the biggest so i don't know it's just been who i am for ever (laughs) (laughs) my mom and um, a lot of my aunts they're all on the thicker side but it's like um, you know how your aunties are like thick it's not really like overweight or like obese or anything so Growing up, um, when I was like 13 and 14, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me yeah. because I, w- I just felt like so big and I just felt like large and yeah. I was like taking up, I felt like I was always taking up too much space so oh I didn't really have like a good um, 
sense of self-image yeah. about myself. Yeah. And then when I would go shopping with my mom, like that was the worst for me because oh she's too. always like talking about like how I need to lose weight mm -hmm. and you know like making negative comments like that. Right. So it just really made me feel like like invisible kind mm -hmm. of like I didn't see myself as beautiful I didn't really see myself as like anything other than this like a large yes. body you know Yo, it's so crazy I got chills while you were talking because immediately I'm like that was me I identify yeah. with that and it's such a young age 13 is that age where you're trying to figure out who you are mm -hmm. your body's changing yeah and I definitely felt that way I would feel like I am just this big thing I'm not yeah. anything more than that and then you just see your peers who are smaller than you and they have a personality they yeah. have these characteristics they just they have all the things that are highlighted within a human and for me it's just like the exterior that's all I am exactly and that was very hard and it was definitely that age range where it was very hard for you to like go out and be around other people and you just feel like but did your family um like because you said your mom like would say like you have to lose like weight or stuff yeah like did they ever really put that pressure on you where you actually acted on it or you just um it never was like so intense that i felt like the need to like go on a diet or like okay. exercise all the time yeah. or whatever it was just like i don't know it was just like um one of those things where you know you you're in a not poor household, mm -hmm. but you don't have like um, as is. much you know resources. Yeah, exactly. And you find like comfort in food. Oh, absolutely. So and I usually like the most was, unhealthy food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when your mom goes food shopping, you're just like eating Chips, everything. Bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it was something like that. Like um, I don't know because I didn't have that self-image or sense of self I connected with um you know like reading and my Got books it. and stuff like that like that was who I was I didn't yeah. really think of myself as like a physical person wow. so it wasn't like and then I have a younger sister who yeah. is also obese okay so me and her were like she's she was bigger than me but yeah. we we're like in the same boat, you know? Right, right, right. And my older, it, there's like three girls yeah, or whatever, and my yeah. older sister is like skinny. Ooh. So it was always me and my younger sister who got like the brunt of it when we're eating. Like, got my, our parents would like make comments towards us about how we're eating or like, you know, like what we shouldn't be doing. And you know, sometimes I would get upset because I also had a sibling, I have a sibling who's, I say had because she's not as skinny as she used to be, yeah. but she's a lot, she was skinnier growing up and yeah. she was a skinnier sibling. And now, you know, it's catching up to her a little bit, but I'm <laughs> saying in the essence of like, they would eat just like we would eat, you know, mm -hmm. and they just didn't gain the weight, you yeah. know, like I said, now it's catching up to them or yeah. to, like for my sister per se, yeah. but it's like, it's like you would get ostracized for how you were eating, but it's not like there was anything different, essentially how everyone was eating. Yeah, it just so exactly. happened that you, like, your body, same thing. yeah, your body's reacting differently to it. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. It's really interesting to think about. And, you know, I don't, like, blame my mom for, mm -hmm. um, you know, making those comments. I mean, she could have been a little nicer, <laughs> but... But let's, all, let's also be honest. Culturally, though, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Are you, where are you from? You're... Uh, I'm just African-American. Okay, exactly. So, no matter any... Really, essentially, any minority, Caribbean, African-American, yeah. doesn't really matter. 
parents really don't know how to filter how they feel with yeah. their children. They will straight Especially up tell like you, about our bodies. Yes, they have a they have a strong attachment to image. Yeah, they believe that it's like the definition of who you are. Yeah. So I, I understand where they were coming from. But yeah, exactly. I definitely say at least for the following generation, when we have kids, they're mm-hmm. not gonna experience you know those type of reactions to things that don't really need those type of reactions. You know, if yeah. your child is more overweight, you can if, if their health is at at risk. Yeah. Then I would definitely say take the the right steps, but make sure you are not making them feel bad about yeah about you it. have to come from a place of love of and course. not like anger and shame. Yes, because you know? then, like you said, when you do kind of start establishing a self image, it is kind of tailored with those lenses on. It's kind of like shameful. This is something to be ashamed yeah, of. Exactly. But I will say this. Definitely for people like, let's say you and I, because I also identify, for me it was more anime. You said you really like reading more books. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, at the end of the day though, we we come with so much substance when we do kind of finally get out of this. Yeah. We have so much depth to us. It's like we, we come out super dope because it's like, yeah, exactly. I was during that entire time, I was really kind of focusing more Internally, because you know, mm-hmm. physically, I, I wasn't anything to really focus on anyway. Yeah, that's it's really crazy. interesting to think about. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit, like, what changed? Like, what was what was that pivotal moment in your life where you were like, "Yo, I'm, I love myself, how yeah. I am, and I, I'm, I'm gonna pursue modeling." Um, so I have a best friend who I met in 10th grade in high school, and she's like really skinny and tall like me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a model, and she was very like huge personality. Yeah. And, um, it was just weird because we were like the opposites. Like, yeah. I would just help her with school, her schoolwork and stuff. Oh my gosh. And, and we just got close or whatever, and um, she really like changed my like opened my eyes to really? my beauty like my physical beauty you know like oh my god that's beautiful yeah like it's really wow she's such a, a, a important piece mm-hmm. to your changing your life exactly and wow. it's crazy because like she doesn't like she doesn't have the same experience as me right. so and can still somehow yeah, find like, a common she's ground she's been called with you. beautiful like all her like, life you wow know? so she was she was really like um somebody who helped me to like open my eyes to my physical beauty yeah. and letting me know that like I can be proud of who I am, you know. Shout out to this girl, yo. Yeah, She's a light in your life. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so um, yeah, she really helped me with that. And yeah. by the time I got to college, I was like feeling myself. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going into, I'm not going to be like how I was in high school, you know. Like, got I'm not going to be, I'm not going to like I love that shrink time. myself. Yeah, it's like a reset on yeah. your, your identity, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. So you went to college and, and, and what, who's, who are you now? So I went to college and then I ended up dropping out. Um, I studied journalism because I wanted to work in fashion. Ooh, she uh, did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Without the degree. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the debt. Yeah, right? Well, I got a little bit of debt. So. But at least it's not as bad as most of us. <laughs> so um, after I left college, I was like, how how can I get my foot into fashion yeah. or whatever? Yeah. And um, that was also when I like cut my hair. I was just going through something. Wow. Like, well, I was a, my sister was in college as well. My younger sister was about to graduate. Yeah. So I was just at home with my mom all the time, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Like oh, I, I had you. to like get a job and. 
I don't know. Like, I was just like, how can I, what will become of my life, you know? Yeah. So I cut my hair, and then I really started seeing myself differently. Yeah. Um, I was like natural before yeah. that but yeah. my hair was like very damaged yeah so i would just like look in the mirror and i would see it i would like push my hair back and i would be like did you see how you would look with no, with no yeah. hair yeah like, i think i would look nice with no hair yeah. so when i cut my hair i started getting like a lot of attention like oh, everywhere i went yeah it's like you're so beautiful like you're so beautiful oh my god it's amazing yeah it was that one little change and the change is scary too because mm-hmm. it's just like usually society is usually like don't do that having hair is really what makes adds on to that beauty yeah but especially like in our community mm-hmm. our hair is like everything such a big part of us yes oh my god absolutely because even when i did the big chop mm-hmm. and like i said i my hair was was all right enough that i could have gotten away with just straightening it mm-hmm. still although it was like my my hair was growing in my curly hair but when i cut it all off Everyone in my family was like, why did you do that? And now they're like, oh, I see why you did that. Yeah. And it's like, you you can't really have people see your vision. Mm-hmm. You have to really just live your truth as it is for you. Because nobody's going to see life through your eyes or my eyes or anyone else's eyes. That's so true. That's amazing. So you came out now, you're, you, know, you have no hair, you know? Yeah, so then I'm like, hmm, maybe I should model, like... So, and I, um, I go to my best friend for some tips, and she's just like, you just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Like, you have to find people to work with. Because like, top of it all, you have the height. You have the height to add on to that. Yeah. So I was like, I can definitely do something with this. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, I'm 5'10", and... Yeah. I'm beautiful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I started reaching out to people in Philly, and I was working with a few photographers. I did a couple of shoots, and then I just started doing more and more shoots. And yeah. I started reaching out to brands on Instagram, and yeah. I came to New York. Yeah. And then I got paid for a couple of shoots. Got you. And then I was just doing it. And then in 2018, um, I applied to an agency. And yes. they asked to meet up with me, yes. and they just like signed me on the spot. Ooh, they were like, "Hell no, don't go nowhere. <laughs> we need this girl. Don't go nowhere. We're signing you right here. That's that call. If y'all hear it, that's crazy. That's yeah, you got you got signed immediately. Yeah, and that's like when you were getting that work, like J Crew, like all yeah, those. Yeah, as soon as I, I mean, I got signed in March, and my first job was with J Crew in wow. May, and then it was just like. Up, up from there. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was wow. really, like, different for me. And I don't know, for me personally, I'm someone that it's like, you were at a point in your life, like you mentioned, that you were at home with your mom and didn't know what your life was supposed to become. You dropped out of college. You had a vision as to what you were supposed to do. And now you're yeah. just at home. You're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do for work? Yeah. And I kind of feel like when you take a leap of faith, let's say, and you go towards something and things are actually working and things, things are picking up for you, mm-hmm. that's really maybe where you're supposed to thrive. Like, that is yeah. where you, you know, and, and it could just be a chapter in your life. Mm-hmm. But right now, definitely you are thriving in that you know in that section of modeling and yeah. tell me then you did new york fashion week like oh uh, yeah I and, and what line was that um i did for macy's i oh did a cheeto show which was funny and what? then i did tommy hilfiger with zendaya oh my god what <laughs> was that like and that was like 
crazy. And did you ever walk? That before? was my first New York Fashion Week. I walked in um, Philly Fashion Week. Got it. I walked in two shows there, so yeah, I'm still okay. like not. I still don't consider myself like a runway girl. Got it. Got it. But I don't like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dibbled and dabbled. <laughs> so yeah. you did New York Fashion Week, and you are there. You must be like. Like a child in a candy store, like yeah. this is who would have thought you at thirteen? It didn't feel real, like oh it really God. didn't. Feel, especially um Tommy Hilfiger show. I bet because that was just like wow, yeah, speechless type of moment. Yeah, and That's then I'm on, I'm on the same lineup as like Ashley yeah. Graham and Woo! Victoria's Secret models. Oh my like, God, so many. Models that I look up to. Yeah. Um, there's a model named Precious Lee who yeah. is a plus size model. Yeah. And she's like an OG. Yeah. And I was walking with her. Oh my god. And I was like, wow, like I'm really here. Yo, that is so unreal. <laughs> I cannot. Yo, I would not know how. I wouldn't. Oh my god, my knees would have buckled on the on the I runway. Was so quiet the whole time. I I'm bet. just like, and, and we're at the Apollo. Oh theater. my god, what a moment. What a moment. So I'm just like taking it all in. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's what I love about these types of careers that are more creative and artistic. It's just the access you get to so many things in a different way. You know, even when we do background acting, we get we go into buildings we never probably would ever go into. Yeah. You see things you never you never thought you'd ever see. It's just mm-hmm. That's the things that really solidified to me that in this life, I don't want to settle with a nine to five, you know, because there's so many things to see and to kind of limit yourself to just, you know, an office environment. For me personally, it just, it hurts my soul, (laughs) but you didn't necessarily give up journalism because you have a blog. So tell me about your blog where you incorporate all, all these things about (laughs) your life, all these aspects and, and perspectives that you have. Tell me a little bit about your blog. Um, so my blog is like fairly a new project yes, for me. Yes, but very aesthetically beautiful. I love how oh, you put that you. together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Self-made, self-made. <laughs> um, I had a blog when I was in college or whatever. Yeah. We had like um, classes where we had to make a blog and I would write about like fashion trends mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, once I left college, I just like yeah I just like stopped writing on it um I just felt like you know like I was yeah. kind of depressed um yeah. since I wasn't in school and yeah I didn't feel the same like energy towards got it, it. so it. and then I started modeling so I wasn't writing at all yeah. like I was just focusing on modeling yeah <laughs> oh hold on guys hold on hold on <laughs> you wanna you good thank you Sorry. <laughs> like I said guys she came Sick and all, so bear with us. Um, so yeah, I was just focusing on modeling and I gotcha. wasn't writing. Yeah. Um, so last year um, was like a year into being signed with the agency, and mm-hmm. you know I'm getting used to like working all the time and mm-hmm. working with different brands. So I was um, I quit my part time job as a waitress too. Got so I was it. just doing modeling full time. So I was like. Um, I don't really want to like put all my eggs in one basket, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I have other passions, so yeah. how can I like marry those things? And, yeah, and, you know, integrate it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like marry them. Yeah. So I just started writing again, and I was how like, did that feel to kind of reopen that? 
It was scary. Because <laughs> when you're someone who writes, um, you know, I know a lot of writers, it's that anxiety that comes with what you're putting out. Does it mm-hmm. make sense? Is this good? Yeah. It's just so to, you know, but you face so many barriers already. Yeah. So, so think, that's why I was like, you know what? Just publish it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Why not? Of course. At this point. Yeah, it's not like, you know, you haven't already walked the fucking runway with, like, legends. Like, I think you're I think you're pretty good on pu- publishing this and everything's <laughs> going to be okay. The universe yeah. got your back. Exactly. That's crazy. So what are what are some topics on your on your blog? Um, I like to write about, like, wellness and self-care a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always, like, integrate that into whatever yeah. I'm writing. Yeah. Um, and I like to write about, like, self-love, obviously, mm-hmm. and body image. Yes. I feel like there isn't um, really, like, a destination blog for girls, plus-size girls, who are, like, interested in fashion and mm-hmm. art and, mm-hmm. you know, like, all that mm-hmm, creative mm-hmm. stuff. There isn't really, like, a destination blog for us. Yes. And yes. when we do look at blogs and they're talking about, like, fashion and modeling, like, there's it's never centered around plus-size girls. Yes. It's just, like, always thrown in there, like, yes. parsley or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, hey, we have this little section for you, but this yeah. is mostly for everyone else. Yeah. It's not, like, a, a just something that's strictly for yeah. plus-size and how to, how to, like, fit in there and what you can do to make it work and all that stuff. I definitely have to... Yeah, absolutely agree. Because when we do have... What we do have in the plus-size community right now are just these few examples of of, of a plus-size person modeling. But when it comes to sitting down and reading something, you know, get your daily dose of something, I definitely would say your blog is one of the first... I haven't personally even seen it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I have not seen a blog that focuses on that. And I also noticed that you do journaling... Mm-hmm. And I'm very yeah. big on that. I love okay. that. So when I saw that, I was like, "Yes, preach a little bit about the journaling for for the community." Because I'm trying. I really want people to do that because I've noticed the benefits, and I was also mm-hmm. very like against it at first. Really? So yes, because it's just like, well, what am I gonna write about? Yeah. It's like meditating. Like, what am I gonna sit here and really think? Yeah, that's so. so talk a little bit about that for. Um, journaling has like been a part of my life since high school you know like it's always been my getaway like writing has so I've kept journals all the time and I don't know it helped me get through so much like get through my anxiety and depression and you know when I'm feeling low like it's always um, something that comforts me so I I started a um created a 10-day journal challenge yes which was like different for me because I don't really talk about my journaling even though I have like in my room I have a bookshelf and I have like journals from like 2010 oh my god my sister's like that too (laughs) oh my god like I have all these journals but what's crazy is that in all of them like I'm talking about all the things that I'm doing now like I'm talking about like publishing a blog and I'm talking about becoming a model wow moving to new york like wow. i was really like manifesting yes and without without noticing it because a lot of it was probably just you writing ideas down mm-hmm. i would like to do this or mm-hmm. you know i don't know if this would work for me or just like you writing it down makes a difference you don't have to focus so much on the context of everything yeah. but just focus on releasing the thought at least however yeah. it does come out you know that's why i feel like 
journaling is like therapy without the therapist. It really it's is. It's just you writing. Because when you go see a therapist, you just put it all out and then you get that feedback. Mm-hmm. And the feedback to me with journaling is that, that space that you create between the thought and just that to, to, to just kind of reflect. Yeah. Like once you're writing, you're like, you really reflect on what you're writing. I'm like, I really feel that way. Yeah. And it's just, it really just kind of helps it you. It like slows your, it slows your thoughts down. Yes. And it yes. helps you like look at your emotions and mm-hmm. your behaviors objectively. Yes. So it really is therapy. Yeah, it is. Without <laughs> the therapist. Yeah. That is definitely. It's like being your own therapist and like becoming mm-hmm. your own best friend. Yeah, amen. Facts. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kind of jumping back a little bit into the plus size modeling and all that stuff. Um, I'm not sure if maybe you even talk about this on your blog, but what would you say is kind of the hardest part of like the modeling industry now that now that you're in it? Um, even though I'm a plus size model and you know everybody's doing that body positivity wave yeah, now. Now everyone it's the same thing with the curly hair. Yeah, everyone's just like exactly. what can I jump on? Yeah, like everybody's yeah. on the body positivity. It's um I didn't realize how much pressure it still is um to like maintain a certain body type Mm -hmm. in the industry Mm -hmm. i mean you do see that like when you look at um websites and brands or whatever Mm -hmm. you see a lot of girls with that same um hourglass figure yes and they still have like flat bellies a lot like fashion nova has like all their girls are like whoa (laughs) Yeah. Are y'all real? <laughs> but yes, that curve look is like, yeah. aesthetically, it is like an hourglass shape. Absolutely. Yeah, that's become like the accepted plus yes. size body yes. type. Yes. And I actually have that body type. Yeah. Like, naturally, I'm mm-hmm. very tall and um, everything is like evenly proportioned. Yeah. I have kind of flat belly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, so, I would definitely say it comes in more at your waist. Yeah, and I then, have a smaller waist. Yes, and then comes out at your hips. Yeah. Yeah. So even I fit into that. Um, only like becoming a model, like I noticed that that body type is pushed more so than girls who are like shaped like an apple, who yeah. have bigger bellies, yeah. who have like like huge thighs with cellulite, yeah. like, who have bigger arms. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I just noticed that. And also um, last year in 2019, I gained weight mm-hmm. and I, I was like, Originally, uh, uh, 14, 16. Yeah. Um, last year, I was like 18. Yeah. So, I noticed that my jobs, they started like, to, it got a little slower for oh, me. Oh, got it. And they're they, like, oh, there's levels to this. Yeah. Stay within your means. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting to see that. Like, wow. And I gained weight in my belly, on my hips or whatever. Yeah. So I was looking like not as toned up. Yeah. And it was just interesting how my bookings had decreased. Right. I think it was like because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that girls who are bigger than a size 18 or whatever don't get booked because they do. Yeah, but I do think it's definitely harder for bigger plus size girls who are not like a 14, 16, 16, 18, and like toned and curvy. Got it, got it. It's like you can be that size, Mm -hmm. but then you also have to make up for it by being toned. 
you know, possibly making sure like your face has to be beautiful. Yeah. Like you can't just be like, I'm a size 18. And if you don't have all those other things going for you, you're most likely not going to get booked or even be able to be seen by an agency or anything like that. Yeah, it's going to be harder for you. And um, also, like when I was a size 14, 16 or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would go on set and I would see girls who are smaller than me who are like a 12, 14. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how you can tell the difference. Like, women, we can tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. So, I would go on set and see them, like, put padding on them to make them look like they're a size 18. What? But they still have that tight, that body yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. They just have, like, padding on their thighs and their butts. Oh, and my God. I was like, what? I even was on set and a stylist was like... So the girl, she, he was like, um, yeah, it's better to look like a 16, 18 than a 14 anyway. Like, and you're like, what? But I you was... won't hire the 18, the size 18 model. Like, you'll still book the size 14 girl and put her in padding. Just so she fits into a size 18, like, pants. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we are checking off that box, but we don't really want that. That's terrible. It was, like, so, so shocking to see. Yeah, because, like you said, the, everyone is on this body positivity wave. Mm-hmm. And you would think that it's, like, are we really on this wave? Or are we just trying to, like, make sure that everyone feels represented but without actually representing them? But let's just not let them know so they won't feel away and feel like, yeah, we're, we're vouching for you. Yeah. Nobody really vouching for you. I know. Like, That's so terrible. It's so, like, surface level to me. It really was discouraging to see that. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, it's not that surprising because it is the modeling industry. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I'm sure for women who are smaller, they deal yeah. they deal with their own things. Yeah. So I, you it's always like hear it. Yeah, you always hear the things they have, oh, you have to be skinnier or you know, yeah. your thigh gap and all that stuff. I know mm-hmm. that they have their own sets of you know, yeah. things that they have to deal with. And yeah. of course, people a plus think size. like being plus size model, you're just like, just come as you are. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's like yes. that, but sometimes it's like, come as you are, but make sure you look like this <laughs> before you come. <laughs> come as you are, but we do have restrictions. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And I definitely believe it. I, I don't doubt it at all. Because mm-hmm. it just the industry itself is very cutthroat. Yeah. Wow. It was wild to notice that. So, um, I feel like I don't... I like to like celebrate bigger girls, you know? That's why your blog is so important, because you are someone who is in the industry, mm-hmm. but you see what the industry for what it is, because yeah. this is a thing that I think is so important, because I think what we need more people doing is, in anything that you get into where you finally manage to kind of get into the door, mm-hmm. is to kind of expose it for what it is, because the only way we're going to make change is if people speak on the things that need to be changed, yeah. instead of falling in line and just saying, well, you know, I'm just going to make sure I show up here and they want me to show up. It's it, you good? You cough it out, cough yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that's that to me is like wow. But you know, luckily we do have people like you who are out here, you know, speaking on the truth of it all. Even mm-hmm. here on the podcast, saying all these things, I think yeah. it's like super beneficial for any woman who is considering that industry mm-hmm. and is not aware of how or if or when or how she can do it. You know, to kind of have that. Just that support is what I feel like. That's what I said in the intro. It's like your blog is really what I saw as an outlet for women 
to feel like they're not alone in their process of possibly becoming a model if they're just mm-hmm. like you. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, how does your family feel about this? Because, I don't know, minorities usually are like, hey, that's not a safe job. Or, <laughs> you know, like, that's risky. Yeah. Like, what if people want you to sleep with them? Like, like <laughs> My family is pretty supportive of it. Awesome. My mom, she's like such a... Declare like yeah. at first she was like um she would be like telling her friends like oh yeah she called herself modeling like she trying to model oh like downplay it <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't downplay you it know how moms are. yeah 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 she would always do that until I like um Shut started up. getting booked and she's like showing everybody she's like <laughs> She's everywhere. Like, Melanie, send me the link. I want to show my friends. <laughs> she said, and then I, ooh. And when she saw all that, she's like, oh, yeah. my God, she's serious. She's so funny. That's yeah. crazy. But they're very supportive of me. Awesome. Um, when I first started, I had to, like, when I first got signed to an agency, yeah. I had to, like, pay for test shoots with uh, yeah. photographers or yeah. whatever. They helped me when I needed help in. They're very supportive. Awesome. Because it's really hard to go into anything and not have at least some sort of support. Even if you build a family within friends, you have some support. But to not have no support when you're going into something, granted, you can still do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not, it's just, it's just nice to have family when you're, when you're going into things. Um, Just to like, just, you know, I know you have your site and people can go to your blog if they want advice, but... What would be, you know, a token of advice that you would give a woman who is having self-image issues? And it doesn't necessarily have to be plus size because it, it you can have, like, scars or you can have cellulite and not be overweight. Like, what would be just, like, a token of advice that you would give a woman who is having, you know, self-image issues? Um, I would say that, like, insecurities and, you know, like, self-doubt and all of that is normal. So... Um, don't think that you're just like you don't belong or you're different because you have these thoughts or whatever Mm -hmm. but when we do have these negative thoughts about our body I think the best thing for you to do is to be grateful for our bodies you know like our bodies get us to work every day they nourish us like you know they help us work out they You know, they do everything for us. Mm. They're, they're our, they're our vessel. You yeah, know? yeah, and 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 that's so crazy that you said that because I've been realizing that I'm like, self love doesn't have to be like I love myself, like my hair, my mm-hmm. smile, my. Pr- it can be like I love the fact that I have my two arms at work, my mm-hmm. two legs at work. Like every time I see someone who's even blind on the subway, I'm mm-hmm. like, imagine that were my life. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to appreciate, like you said, your vessel for how hard it works every day. Mm-hmm. That heart of yours is going every day to keep you here. Yeah. And it's, when you think about that, like it's you're like these insecurities are so insignificant yeah they're so small yeah compared to what's really what really matters ultimately yeah and that's why it's so sad because when you do have people who commit suicide over like these things that really manage to get over them like these like physical things that people were bullying them over yeah it's like so sad because it's like i just wish that that person would have had some time to to realize that there's so much more than Mm -hmm. their physical flaws yeah it's yeah. crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be grateful. Absolutely. Gratitude and journaling bodies. is a great way to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm an advocate. Like, people journal, just 
subscribe. <laughs> That's amazing. And also, the mirror is your best friend. Like, I make that, that your best friend. Yes, what's that term people say? Primping, I think that's the word. I learned that on The Sims. I don't know. It's like you, you like talk to the mirror, talk to yourself in the mirror, kind of yeah, like say, I like, do that all the time. That's great. <laughs> that is great because you know, you spend the majority of your life looking at other people essentially. Mm -hmm. Unless you are in an industry where you are forced to kind of look at yourself more. Mm -hmm. But you kind of need to learn yourself, your mannerisms, how you yeah. smile, how like if you, you know you have a dimple, like just appreciate and learn yourself and don't let people kind of write the story on you mm -hmm. and kind of merging now into like the wrap-up like like how i said people trying to define you mm -hmm. um i want you to tell me at least three things that kind of keep you focused despite the fact that society um tries to ostracize you for the things that might not be traditional so you know you're a woman of color you're a woman mm -hmm. and you're a woman and a woman of color yeah and aesthetically you know you're different you're tall you're curvy you know you have no hair yeah. and you know how do you how do you keep yourself focused on your mission and your goal and your journey um the first thing would be my journal yeah. <laughs> one more time <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> but yeah the journal is like key for me mm -hmm. when I go to sleep at night I will write down thoughts about my day and you know intentions for the next day or the yeah. next week I'll write down all my goals just writing it down really helps me to like release it like you said earlier yeah so that helps me to stay focused on the things that I really want as yeah. opposed to focusing on the things that I think I need in the moment, you know. Got it, yes. So, um, that helps you. me. Number two, um, um, using my flaws and my imperfections, seeing them as superpowers. Okay. Is um, the opposite of, you know, like what my negative thoughts yes, tell me. Yes, the conversation that it'll try to convince you like it's this. Yeah. Dang, I was trying to ha remember. I remember something the other day where I thought, okay, so for example, it's like, let's say it's rainy out. Like sometimes you might wake up like it's really raining. Like today, I gotta grab an umbrella, I gotta do all this. But then like the I can change that and be like, well, there's less people on the street because yeah. everyone's trying to rush to their location. Yeah, it's so all about perception. It, it is. It really is about how you just kind of change your outlook. So you're yeah. saying like number two is definitely like changing your, your perspective, using the things that are quote unquote against you mm -hmm. to really be for you as your superpower. Yeah. Dope. Like me being black, me being tall, a me woman, being a woman, all that. All that is gonna be the reason why I'm mm -hmm. so successful. Me being thick, like mm -hmm. it's all gonna with be, two C's. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna be the reason why I'm I get everything that I Desire. Desire, beautiful. You got one more for me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> one more before you start coughing? <laughs> the third one I would say is to see the beauty in everybody around me. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, when yeah. you celebrate, I celebrate my friends. Like, I really gas them up. And yeah. Strangers, I compliment them. Like, when you find the beauty in everything around you, mm. it gets easier to see. see the beauty within yourself. Wow. It really does. That's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Because I, I definitely, it's funny for me because I love doing that. Yeah. But I also have a meter of when it's like, I, I you know, I, I, I got to chill. Like, yeah. I'm a little tired now. I've been uplifting everyone else. Like, you, you got this, you got this. And you yeah. just kind of want it back. 
Yeah. So sometimes you have to create a healthy relationship with, with that as well. But mm-hmm. definitely would absolutely agree because I feel like it's if the energy you put out comes right back. So if you're celebrating yeah, people, love, all the all these things, and you know from a genuine place, mm-hmm. then it absolutely does come back. And like the other day, I realized I just feel like a lot of times we don't treat each other as, like we're a tribe. Like we're all the same on this space and on this universe. We're all sharing space here. You don't have to be my blood for me to celebrate your wins. You know? Yeah. And you don't have to like compare yourself to mm-hmm. these people and point out what they're doing that you're not doing mm-hmm. or you can just like celebrate them for that and yeah. celebrate yourself for what you're for doing for what you're too. doing amen i love all that jesus this girl right here guys <laughs> this girl right here it's been a pleasure having you yeah I thank you this. for blessing vitamins for breakfast the family and giving them your vitamins today thank you for having me i love this conversation <laughs> i feel so warm inside it's like a therapy session yeah. oh, with a microphone instead of a pen and paper journal everyone yeah don't forget the journal, forget the journal. <laughs> definitely check out her blog i'm going to be dropping all the information her instagram follow her on her journey to her modeling and thank you again so much for being here thank you bye guys thank you so much for tuning in i hope you walked away from this podcast feeling more enlightened more connected and just more empowered it is my mission to create a platform where people can create connection through conversation I thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's podcast. And I do ask you to share it with anyone that you feel can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.